You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome back. We are here today to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with returning champion Kyle Appleyard. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's what, four years in a row now, right? Or three or four? I think so. And I think I made the same Miko Grimes joke four years in a row without remembering. But this year I remembered that I made it, so I'm not going to go for it again. There's a lot, there's a lot of jokes to be made at the Bucs, Buccaneers' expense, so I'm sure you can come up with something else. That's true. W- was it last year that they were on Hard Knocks and we were like singing their praises because we felt we knew the team so well? Dude, the whole all of Tampa was like singing their praises. I mean, it, like, mm-hmm. it, they, I remember like it's the the show started off with uh, like Dirk Cutter at some hokey um, team meeting where he has a picture of a rocket ship and it's like we're only going up from here. And then you know we opened up with the Bears and you think, man, we're kicking ass. Like things are going really well. And then uh, just the Bucks, the Bucks happened. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, I think the that level of optimism this year has been completely flipped. Uh, the, the Buccaneers are my 32nd ranked team. They are Chester's uh, 28th ranked team, so they're tied for 30th overall in our in our team ranking. That's fair. They are tied with my Jets, so we uh, we're 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 30 brothers here. But I, I think my team is 30, but maybe going up. Your team is 30, and, and maybe going down to 32. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's certainly not a good thing to to not have your starting quarterback for the first three games of the season. But I think even if even if he was starting for those first three games, it's, it would still be a uh, a challenge. So, um, I I think it, this is, it's an improved team from last year, definitely. Like when you look at like roster wise, talent wise, I do think that they went out and they added talent. I don't think anybody denies that, but it's just like they haven't shown that they've been able to put that kind of talent like they, they can't make that translate onto a football field like at least consistently mm-hmm. so um yeah man i i feel like we're doing this every year but it, you know you you, you guys kind of come in you have this kind of low expectation i'm like yeah i kind of agree and then what do you know it, it all comes true so <laughs> it's i yeah again maybe maybe i'm like a uh what is it a um a broken record here but that's eternal optimist or maybe i'm a turn yeah yeah all right all right, so let's talk about the coach for a second. So Dirk Cutter, you're one nine and seven, you're two five and eleven. The way the NFL usually works, unless your owner is, you know, uh, you know, unless you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you you coach for three years, you don't make the playoffs, you generally, but not always, lose your job. Right. So it's fair to say that uh, Dirk Cutter's coaching for his job this season. Yeah. Right? Well, everybody thought that that was the case last year, and that's sort of been the Glazers' mo over the last few years, as, as in terms of okay, you give the guy a couple years, you get him out if he's not if he hasn't improved the team, and 
um, for some reason this year it came, it, it was kind of a shock because if you recall the, the, um, there was a Monday night game where we put John Gruden to our hall of, into our ring of honor. And, you know, there was a, there was a subsection of the Buccaneers fan base that was calling for, for John Gruden hardcore, like calling for his job or calling for Dirk Cutter's job. And so at the end of the year, it was almost a foregone conclusion. Suddenly, I think even before the season ended, they said, yeah, you know what? We're going to go with Dirk Cutter for another year. Do I agree with it? I, I don't know, but the logic in it is this. It's it's like, okay, we haven't had a guy consistently for, for more than two years. It's kind of been like, okay, two years, you don't get it done, you're out. Um, Dirk Cutter's kind of fallen on some hard times with with Jameis Winston getting injured, now him getting suspended. Um, and, and of course, like, uh, you know, a few, some injury problems along the defensive line that was absolutely decimated last year. Like, I think that sort of played into the Glazers bringing him back, but still it was kind of a surprise to the fan base as a whole. So yeah, for sure. This is, this is his last year. If he can't get it done, at least a winning record, at least nine wins, I think is, is nine wins is what it takes for him to be back next year. You know, we have some knowledgeable fans, some knowledgeable listeners. I think if we asked like, if I, if I posted in the Facebook group now, Hey, who's the Bucks offensive coordinator? I don't think one person could get it without cheating. Oh boy, uh, I believe it's Todd Munkin. M- Munkin. Yeah, they, it's Munkin for a third straight year. He was also the receivers coach. Now he's just the coordinator. Man, that's an. I, I almost looked like a fool there because I'm like, damn, who is the the the? Office? Does he not? I mean, I but but Cutter's an offensive guy, so it's possible. Right, it's uh, it's one of those situations where it's you know it's. Really, Dirk Cutter is the offensive coordinator, but it's good. the interesting thing in this preseason though is Todd Munkin's taken over some of the play calling duties from him. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I can't wait for that argument in the regular season. The first game we lose, of like, well, let Todd Munkin call the play. Like, oh boy. Um, so I, I don't know. I've, I haven't. I don't have any major complaints with him as, uh, in terms of um, his job because that all again that all kind of falls on to Dirk Cutter in my eyes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen. Uh, d- 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 yes. I. I it, do you think? How about this? The Buccaneers need to go blank and blank for him to keep his job. Oh, uh, Dirk Cutter. Oh yeah. boy. Ten. Um. Ten and six. I would say. I think nine and seven. Nine and wow. seven is a little. And if they go nine and seven, in the NFC, he might win Coach of the Year. So I don't think. He's yeah, I it's, uh, dude. I mean, it, it's we're gonna have to have a good year for him to stay around. I I could be completely wrong, but I I think that it, after after three years of this and it, and especially, well, it depends. See that again, this depends. I mean, do we do we come on strong at the end of the year? Like, do we you know because you know the Bucks? Everybody knows like for I mean, it's the Bucks are gonna start out slow. So do they kind of storm back? Does the team ever quit on them? I mean, this is a team that never actually quit on Cutter last year. They were in they were in games at the end of the year when you you think, man, that you know when when most players quit on their coaches, the Buccaneers weren't weren't that team. So I think that also played into it. But I, I yeah, I, he really needs to do well this year in order for him to come back. Um. All right, let's talk about the quarterback situation for let's. a second. So Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is starting the first three games of the year. Is that def- he's definitely? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no. You have uh, Ryan Griffin, who's who hasn't played a, a single snap of NFL football. So it, it, you have an interesting right. thing coming up with this third preseason game where Dirk Cutter definitely doesn't want Ryan Fitzpatrick to get hurt. So it's like, when do you pull him? But then you pull him, and you're putting out your starting quarterback. It's it's been real funny this entire camp. But yeah, for sure, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy for the first three games. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's also tricky because 
and it's only three games, but if you get off to an 0 3 start, it, it just, you know, these guys are only human. Like, it just, you know, sours sort of the entire yeah. season. It's oh, almost, yeah. You know, players will be quitting. If he's 0 3, by the way, Cutter, he, you know, he could be a week or two away from losing no, his job. No. I, I would disagree with that because only because I know the Glazers and the Glazers are not the type of, of owners that will fire. They've never done it, they've never fired a head coach midseason. Mm-hmm. So that's not kind of, that's not the, really their MO. Well, let's, let's talk about this for a second, Kyle. You start off in New Orleans. I mean, that would be a brutal game with Jameis, right? Oh, for sure. Then you play the champs at home. You play the champs at home. Okay. And then you play Pittsburgh eight days later on Monday Night Football. Yeah. I mean, which game well, are you winning? Here, like, this is how I look at it. New Orleans, like, you always play your division opponents close. So the, the New Orleans game, I, I do yeah. think that that'll be a close game. I, I, whether or not we win, it remains to be seen. But I mean, we've we've certainly we're certainly able to put more pressure on Drew Brees than we have in the past. So I think that's out of all of the games, mm-hmm. I think that's maybe the one that we have a chance of winning. Um, the Eagles are one of those teams that we always find ways to beat. I mean, I think they, the last time we met up, they beat us. But, I mean, we beat them in the NFC Championship. We beat them you know, in the first game in their stadium. We beat them with Matt Bryant's 62-yard field goal. It's just, And I know there are, these are completely different teams I'm talking about, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like you know, we always find a way to beat the Eagles. That being said, I'm taking no love away from the Eagles, by the way. I, I, I have complete respect for them as the Super Bowl champions, and I fully expect them to, to, to dominate that game. But I'm just saying the Buccaneers have this funny way of, of, of beating them sometimes or most of the time. And the Steelers, dude, I don't know. Steelers are so good. So I, 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 feel, like, I feel like that's a for mm-hmm. sure loss. So, Well, I'm going to drop a take. So if they do go in three, then I think he is coaching for his job in Chicago. I know you say that because there's a bye in week five. I know you say that he's never fired a coach before. First of all, your defensive coordinator is a very experienced coach, right, Mike Smith. Um, I'm going to say if you're 0-4, I'm not saying you will be, and that Chicago game is definitely winnable, I I think there's no chance that that he's around for week Oh, so if he drops the Chicago game? If they drop the Chicago game to 0-4... Then I, I think you know, I've, seen the, I've seen the case made too that to not have Jameis start for that Chicago game because we have the bye week after. So just kind of yeah, it's, that's know, for silliness. But it's I, it's a sixteen game season. Guys. <laughs> Every game counts, so it's crazy. I I just I disagree. I don't I don't see that ever that happening. I mean, uh, like we've had some historically bad starts. I mean, you're talking to the O and twenty six Buccaneer uh, fan here. So it's like, and of course the Glazers were mm-hmm. the, the owner back then. But I mean. Greg Schiano and Raheem Morris come to mind where they've just had these awful, awful starts and they, they, they stuck with them because I think they're the they're the type of um, owner that they, they like to make a, a informed decisions. They like to take their time and, and be very methodical with these decisions. So it's not something that they, they, they don't they've never done anything knee jerk. But I could be wrong. So I mean I, you know, whatever. I I respect your take. I, I just think it's wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well uh, all right, let's talk about Jameis because he'll yes. be back. Have you seen anything from Jameis? So Jameis's last season, uh, a very solid completion percentage, 19 to 11 touchdown to interception ratio, uh, pretty good yards per completion, yards per attempt. Uh, did you see enough out of Jameis in, uh, in, in what was last year? Year, year three? three? Uh, to be honest, I, I'm like, fit, like as a player, as a you know, strictly on field, um, it's, it's sort of 50-50 for me. Like I... I'm actually very interested to know what what people outside like. I, I remember one year we did this. It was there was with um, uh, I think the we did it by division. You guys did it by division, and it was the super interesting thing about that was just hearing their perception of of the Buccaneers. So I'm always interested to, to see what other people think of Jameis and like 
uh, because I'm I'm sort of in this. Can I list guys I'd rather have? Oh, than please, yeah. Yeah. All right. So obviously, you know, Brady Breeze, Rogers, Wilson, forget about that. Ryan, yes. I mean, some of the really old guys, it's a right. silly conversation, but still, I'll say yes. Roethlisberger, yeah, yeah, even yeah, if it's just course. one year, I'd rather probably. Uh, Wentz, yes. Stafford, yes. Prescott, Prescott yes. Philip Rivers, uh, yeah. I don't think, I don't, I think he's almost done, but still. Uh, Kirk Cousins, yes. Cam Newton, oh, yeah. yes. Alex Smith, yeah. yes. Deshaun Watson, yes. Andrew, Andrew Luck, Derek. I mean, listen, we're already, that, he's already a below average quarterback at this point. Marcus Mariota, m- the most interesting question. Yes. Okay, okay, Garoppolo, okay. Yes. But, why, but, but go back to the Mariota thing because I mean, I'm like, I, I'm not offended. I'm just interested. Like, why, why Mariota over Winston, in, in your opinion? Because that's always the conversation with these two. It's like, okay, is it Mariota or is it Winston? Yeah. Right. I, I, first of all, I think like who is going to be around and like still be yeah. in the league. I think the answer there is like, can Winston control himself and stay in and stay in the league? Like, I, I just don't. I'm I'm not sure. Like, he's one away from from basically being right, done. Well, one more incident, and like, there's no reason to think that he's not going to get in on, trouble let's, again. Let's get it's to that in a second. Let's, I mean, like, let's caught. let's get to that after the conversation. Like, strictly on field as a quarterback, on field, who has been better through three years? It's hard to say. For I sure. definitely. I mean, Mariota was so so bad last right. year. He looked like he was going to be a superstar after 2016. He won a playoff. Somehow the team yeah. was good. Yeah, but somehow the team was good. I, I mean, he was he was pretty bad. If you look at his numbers, they're kind of similar. I mean, obviously there's a dip last year, all three years. So I don't know how much he's right. been improving. He hasn't played 16 games in a season yet. Which, let's be honest, I, good quarterbacks play 16 games every year. Like that's just we've been we've been trained for that for a zillion years. Breeze plays 16 games. Brady plays 16 games. The Mannings always played 16 games. Like it's you know even if he's only missing one game a year, like that's that's kind of a big deal. I, I saw I saw an article uh, in the paper. I, I'm I don't love Mariota, but yeah. but I I definitely like him. Listen, if I was starting a franchise, I'm not even thinking. And also the running quarterbacks don't age well. So like the fact that Mariota can run. Um, like won't be a major sort of bullet in his right. favor soon in a couple of years. I mean, they're only twenty four, both these guys. But I, I'm still, I, I, I think, uh, I, I think there. I don't think anybody's taking James over there's, Mariota. I, right I think, I think you're right. But I, and but there's a to, a writer for the St. Petersburg or the Tampa Bay Times, rather. Uh, his name is Thomas Bassinger, and he did an article recently. And one of the one of the interesting things that he said, it's like. We're so used to the to the gap having widened at this point of like okay clearly it's Peyton Manning over Ryan Leaf or clearly it's Andrew Luck over mm-hmm. or, over RG three like but the gap really hasn't widened between the two at this point like we're all used to so everybody's kind of like uh, yeah I don't know um, again but these are two average quarterbacks right yeah, now at best. I would agree with like, that it doesn't even matter who's better really because one like they both need to get better or or you know. They're going to need to be surrounded by an amazing team to to ever be a contender because they're just so many better. Listen, everyone has a quarterback now. Like some of these rookies won't pan out, but honestly, they look pretty good right now. And there are very few. Like what teams? Right, right. Yes, the Giants, the Giants, Steelers, and Chargers have, ex- and obviously Patriots and the Saints have extremely old quarterbacks, and will need to find replacements eventually. And and the Packers and the Redskins, you know, in a couple years also, but. In the meantime, like there are very few teams that don't have a quarterback right now, and and just Jameis Winston is, is is he's not replacement level, but he's not 
that much better. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, there's certain sections of the Bucks fan base where like, well, he's got the most completions and touchdowns that by the edge of 24. But yeah, but what they're not looking at mm-hmm. is games played. I mean, by games played, Matt Ryan had more passing yards and and, and in games played. Yeah, know, so they they right. He's missed three games in three years, yeah, which is so, good. Uh, now three so more. He's, I, but not not for. I think reasons. that I think that the the jury's still out. He still has a lot of potential. I in, in my opinion, because he's he's a young dude, so and, and he still has time to learn. But I mean, just in this last preseason game, he goes out there and he throws for two hundred yards. But he also just does like this crazy boneheaded play where he's getting tackled. He throws the ball into the end zone. You're like, what are you doing? It yeah. worked, but it's like I I can't stand that about him. But it's by the way, I'll tell you another player who does that. And and who's old, and still makes rookie plays, and it will make you scratch your head. Ryan Fitzpatrick, yes. he it, you know people think oh he's a smart guy no. with Harvard. He plays like the dumbest guy in the field always. And as someone who saw him play a lot as a Jets fan, like he makes insanely bad decisions yes. constantly. <laughs> it's not. Uh, and so and the bad news for Jameis is like maybe he'll never unlearn that. And he's been rewarded for being you know Farvian his whole career, Jameis like. It may, it would make me nervous as a Bucks fan, like having a backup who's kind of you know a lot. People wouldn't make that comparison right away, but like they're, yeah. they're kind of similar in in certain ways. Like Jameis has a, has a big arm, and Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't. Fitzpatrick's numbers, by the way, were okay. Like if people are saying like, oh, those are three automatic losses. Like the three automatic losses because the rest of the team isn't great, and they're playing three exactly. of the best seven or eight teams exactly. in the league. But uh, but it's not like I don't Fitzpatrick. He'll probably be competent. I want to talk well, about the rest of the offense. So can, can I just game, give, just give me yeah. one second? Like because again, I'm so I'm very interested sure. on the on like the um on the on the Jameis thing. So what is your perception of him off the field? Do you really do you think that he is? Do you think are you like a where there's smoke there's fire guy? Do you feel like okay there's there's no evidence? Yeah, I think he's a really bad guy. I think he's going to have a tough time staying out of trouble his whole career. I don't know enough about his situation to know like what right. could turn him around like is someone babysitting him like how can he just stay out of trouble I don't know if I don't know if he's learned his lessons I think he hasn't I mean some people are just bad guys and like some of the things he's accused of are not like being no, in the wrong place at the wrong yeah. time it's like being a bad it's being a really bad person and I just like some will, people are just not good and he I might tell be you, a bad I person I think that I am in the minority of Bucks fans who 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 agree with you because most of them are like it's a, it's all circumstantial. They're all lying. They're all money grabbing. And it, I mean, listen, if he wasn't a quarterback, he'd basically be out of the league already. But you know, the league right. is, yeah, is nice it's it's ridiculous, dude. And, and I have I have huge moral dilemmas about supporting the Buccaneers uh, this year just because mm-hmm. of who's playing for quarterback. But it's I mean I'm a I'm a I've listen. There's 53 guys on every team, exactly. so just by the odds are every team's gonna have a bad guy. Your bad guy happens to be the, the most prominent guy in the team, but. Listen, we've got you know, we we've you know on my team we have bad players who get DUIs, so I'm going to start right. you know maybe I should start you start you know or or uh, Robbie Anderson who uh, you know is just walking around threatening to uh, sleep uh, with, yeah, po- yeah, with yeah. cops' wives. I mean, it was, whatever. Th- it was back in the day, it was Warren Sapp who was who was you know uh, adulterous and 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 you know crazy, and but he didn't touch the ball every play, and he wasn't he was he was a face of the franchise, but not the face. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the skill position players because um, people are high on the receivers. Let's start with the with the running backs, though. You guys ran for three point seven yards per carry last year, which is obviously yeah. abominable. Um, the uh, do you see any sort of reason? Is there any hope that the Peyton Barber, Jackie's Rogers, Ronald Jones trio or whoever else yeah, is back there it. is is going, you know, going to bring it, bring this team to even mediocrity in the running game? 
Oh man, Peyton Barber has has said and done all the right things in the in the um in the preseason here in terms of camp and in 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 the games. Like Ronald Ronald Jones has a lot of clearly has shown that he's got a lot of learning to do and at the uh, running back position. But I think it's it's clearly Peyton Barber is going to be the starter. I think really what it comes down to is is can we block better for these guys? I mean, um. You had you had we we have a really good interior lineman in Ali Marpet that I feel like was way underutilized last year because he yeah. played center and like that's a that's a position he'd never played before. So finally he's moving back to guard, albeit left guard. He's kind of a more natural right guard, but whatever. We get Ryan Jensen from the from the Ravens, who's a who's a kind of a smash mouth dude. He's a, he's a, he's like a son of a bitch. He's he, like that's who he is. I I totally average, above average center, totally yeah. good player. Ryan um, so I think we've made some improvement improvements at the line. I think that should translate into a better run game because look, Doug Martin was was I don't know what happened to the guy, but he just he didn't he wasn't the guy that we were used to seeing back in back in the day. So. And by the way, how hilarious is it that, that John Gruden picked him up? Like, isn't that the most Gruden thing ever to, for him to go to the Raiders? Like him and Jordy Nelson on the Raiders? Like, I can't – it's exactly what I thought was going to happen. But um, I think – oh, boy. Is it better? Like your question was, is it, is it going to be better? Uh, I think right right now from what I've seen, I think a lot of the same. I think it's uh, there's going to be games where it's just going to come down to Jameis. He's going to be throwing the ball. That's that, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. All right, so uh, Pro Football Focus, people are saying we talk about them too much, but, you know, they need, they need 10 competitors out there, and then we'd find, the, you know, the best one. Exactly. So uh, they actually, but they actually have the, the uh, receiving core for the Buccaneers as the third best in the league, which blew my mind. Think so? Third best in the league. Uh, so Evans, Jackson, I mean, they do have a t- good tight end duo, and nobody even has one good tight end with Brayton Howard. I, I mean, are you expecting big things from them? Like, do you agree that this is an elite receiving unit? Elite. I think. I think. So here's a, here's a few things uh, when it comes to this. The the Bucks just had a joint practice with the Tennessee Titans this, this past week, where mm-hmm. Mike Evans just went out there and balled out of control. Like he looked like a man amongst boys out there with with, with against mm-hmm. the Titans second uh, secondary. Um, I think he is an elite receiver in this league, hands down. It like uh, no question. Um, is he like the best? I don't know, but I think he is. He's he's an elite receiver. So that that's that. Then you have Deshaun Jackson, who had a, he was like useless last year because Jameis couldn't. He just couldn't throw him the ball. Like what? Like he still he was still getting behind the defense, but Jameis just could not hit him. That was one of the most frustrating things about last year because he was the he was there. The, like the play was there. We just couldn't make it happen. Um, and I hear a lot of great things about him in camp in terms of just how he showed up for the the voluntary workouts, which apparently he never does. Uh, he's looked really good. He's trying he's trying super hard this year to to really uh, make a comeback as far as far as like with this team and uh, kind of make up for his performance last year. I think those two factors are 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 pretty huge. And I also think Cameron Bright's like a really good third wide receiver. He's like he's like that slot guy. He's guys gonna go over the middle he's cerebral after that i don't know i mean i i don't i don't see a whole lot i think chris godwin shows has a lot of promise from penn state and i think he he kind of came on at the end of last year and he's going to kind of take mm-hmm. over that role when deshaun jackson leaves like he's going to kind of slot into that after he's he's done this year i really do i i am high if, I, if i'm high in any position or any uh group of players on this team i think it's it's got to be wide receivers and defensive line which we'll get to later but 
you know, wide receivers are like a huge strength for us. Yeah. All right, let's flip around to the defense. The 31st ranked pasty? Could that be true? Oof. Why oh, that is true. Dude, they were uh, they were so bad. They were so bad last year. We did nothing to improve them. Last we got mm-hmm. we re-signed Brent Grimes. We did go out and draft some 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 uh, some help and uh, Carlton Davis. Yeah, Carlton Davis and uh, something white. I'm sorry, I, bad Bucks fan. I know. Um, who did? Yeah, M- MJ Stewart. I'm sorry, MJ Stewart and Jordan mm-hmm. Whitehead. So they went out and they drafted a couple guys, which they've been actually playing really well in this in the uh, the preseason, but preseason. Mm-hmm. Preseason is preseason, right? Most of these guys are going to be playing uh, in a few weeks. So, I mean, always a grain of salt with that. But, they, I mean, that's what you kind of want to see. You want to see them showing a little promise. Um, Justin Evans is back in the system, and I think he's he's going to – he's he kind of came on last year. I think he's got another year of experience under – he's got a year of experience under his belt. I think you're going to see him improve. Chris Conte is Chris Conte. He's kind of just like a – you know – I, I don't think he's as bad as everybody says he is, but he's not great, right? I mean, he's not the, he's not the best. And then Brent, you know, old man Brent Grimes, who's still still pretty solid, actually. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Hargreaves I think was okay. Oh, that's right, uh, Vernon Hargraves. Yeah. He's yeah. no, he's actually been kind of a disappointment. I, I I see him kind of slotting into that nickel Rondé Barber position at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's sort of where he he does best because. You know, when he's sort of down in the box or he's able to to do a lot of different things on the field rather than just strictly covering. So, I don't know. I, I, I would hope that he gets a little better because he's been a little bit of a disappointment so far. Uh, you had very, Your team had very few sacks last season, if I remember correctly. Oh, no. Correctly. Not, not a whole lot. Um, uh, oh, but you do have some talented players on in the front seven, for sure, and some pass rushers. Is there any reason to think that you guys could be an average pass rushing team this season? Yeah, absolutely. I think that they they've they made a huge focus on getting not only through the draft through, through free agency, but in the draft as well of just really stocking up and focusing on that defensive line because a lot of what we did good in that nine and seven season under Mike Smith and Dirk Cutter was play defense really well and rush the passer really well. And we didn't do that at all uh, last year, and you saw like just. Just teams just throw the ball all over us. Like one, of the, we have the worst secondary. Had like you said, like um, very few sacks, and it was just it was it was horrendous. So they really made it a point this year to kind of go out and get guys um, that they feel can generate pressure. Obviously, Jason Pierre-Paul, um, but you know uh, uh, Bo Allen from the uh, from the Super Bowl champion um, Philadelphia Eagles. They went and drafted. Um, uh, Vita Vey. They got they got Vinnie Curry also. Yeah. Um, am I right in saying that? But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then they still have Noah Spence, who's sort of like that pass rush specialist. He's the yeah. he's the, kind of the, the guy that's going to be there. That that's not necessarily great at playing the run, but is good at rushing the passer. And of course, uh, Gerald McCoy, who's getting old actually, but is you know still is like one of the best defensive tackles off the ball I like I've ever seen. Like just. Forget about for you know I, I you know w- whatever conversation you want to have about defensive tackles how good Jeremy McCoy is compared to them just watch game film of him and how quickly he gets off the ball and into the into the face of the opposing offensive lineman it's unfucking believable I'm sorry I don't know if I, we can curse on this but <laughs> but it's yeah, unbelievable um, so yeah I I think average I'll start with average right I'm 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 hoping that we could just be average again and then anything on top of that would be great. So um 
We'll see. Manj- remains to be seen. Okay. Um, we have a listener, Sam from New Zealand. And he is starting to follow football, but doesn't have a team. And he's never really watched football before. Okay. And he's asking every, every single team expert to pitch them on becoming a fan of your team. Or you could, or you could try and sell them against becoming a fan. So okay. why should Sam from New Zealand become a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Hey, Sam. How's it going, dude? Uh, listen, the, the Buccaneers have some cool – no, they don't have cool uniforms anymore. You know what? They, they've got a great quarter ah, – shit. Um, no, seriously. Why? Why should Sam root for the Buccaneers? Because it's kind of like the Buccaneers are sort of like the underdog story at this point. We've always kind of been the losers uh, in the mm-hmm. league. I, I, and I, from what I, from what I understand, a lot of people uh, are, are sort of drawn to that. Yeah, you can go. I mean, it's easy to go support the Patriots or the Giants or the Steelers or you know whoever's on top right now. Maybe go. Maybe go root for the Vikings. You think they're gonna um, pull it off? Uh, this year um, and that's fine I mean that's that's awesome but I mean the Buccaneers are, are sort of like the under the radar the the low-key team there's a lot of this we're, we're already starting but um, from behind the um, the eight ball here for the first three games we don't have our starting quarterback um, mm-hmm. and maybe it's maybe it's one of those things where you kind of you follow a team that's from the beginning you follow them from the up I mean I, I'm a um, I'm, I'm a I'm from I support every Tampa team, right? So I, um, I, uh, I remember the uh, I've 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 followed the Rays from when they were they 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 were a joke, and then they 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 went all the way to the World Series in one year. I mean, you could be a part of that, man. You could be a part of a team that was a joke the last year, and suddenly, oh my God, here they are on the playoffs, or here they are on the Super Bowl. Like I, I think I think if there's any reason to root for the Bucks, that's the reason. Um, but there's also a whole lot of reasons not to root for him. So I don't know, dude. Maybe find a team that doesn't have a really creepy quarterback. Like, you know. Yeah, just... I'm not sure we've sold him. I'm not <laughs> sure we've sold Sam. I don't, he hasn't picked a team yet. He's got teams in the running, but I don't. I don't know who's who's in the lead. All right, let's play a quick. Uh, let me ask you a quick question. Okay. Uh, rookie or 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 I guess a really draft pick, but you could pick a UDFA. Uh, rookie not picked in the first round. Who you expect to make have the most impact this season? Oh boy. Um, now I got to look up the draft class. Like who do, who did we draft this year? Vita Vey was our yeah, first, first be. round pick. Um, yeah. Oh man. You put me on the spot. Probably in Ronald. the meantime, uh, best player on the team that only has three fingers on one hand. Uh, that would be, yeah. Well, did you know that Vernon Hargrave? No. Yeah. It's Jason Pierre Paul. Dude, Pierre Paul is like the man, like you apparently in camp, he's just been, been dominating. So I, I, it's it's nice to finally have somebody that's scary on the defensive line. But Ron, my pick for for best not guy picked number one. I think Ronald Jones. You probably at, towards yeah. the end of the year he's gonna he, he'll probably come on. It'll, it'll take him a while to to understand and learn the offense. And get you don't think run. he's a good? Uh, I, I don't know if you're a fantasy football player. You don't think he's a good fantasy value, right? No, 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 no. Certainly not. From from what he's shown this year, I think if you're he's, gonna draft he's anybody, getting picked what's that? higher than you'd think? Really, he's getting picked higher than you think in some of these drafts. God, that's that's very surprising. I don't. I he's not he's not shown anything in the in this preseason. Yeah, but neither is Peyton Barber in his whole career. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you're, I, <laughs> Peyton Barber. That's like that. You know, that's another word for like you know career backup. Peyton Barber. Okay, okay. So if you're if you're like looking for a bench player, like if you're if if it's towards the end, well, of the, you nobody's looking for a bench player. But yeah, I hear no. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's you know it's yes. the later rounds of the draft, and you're like, hey, who do I pick up? You know, maybe. 
I'd definitely go with a lot of Bucks wide receivers. Like, you know, go with Braden and, and Howard and go with like uh, uh, Mike Evans and um, Sean Jackson. But I don't know. As far as our running backs, I jury's still out, dude. I, I don't know. They haven't shown me a whole lot this, this, so far. It, let's play the roster game very quickly. Let's do it. All right. Let's go with 18. All right. 18. Your person is Austin Johnson. Who is Austin Johnson? Oh, boy. No idea. I, um, you know, Austin Johnson was born on a farm in Missouri, and he, he grew up with a dream of playing football. And by golly, he, he got a scholarship at Nebraska and finally got his chance with the team. I don't have no idea who this dude is. I don't know. Yeah, he's uh, he's like the last tight end on the roster, basically. Oh, he's wow. Gonna make the team. Good for him. Hope, hope um, makes- I, I do have a question from a Bucks fan. Okay. Uh, uh, the legend himself, John John, writes in. John John is a really big Tampa Bay sports fan. And he wants to know, he, he wants you to predict which wide receivers make the roster. So after Jackson and Evans and Humphreys, who do you think is going to make the roster? You know, Bobo Wilson is an interesting is an interesting guy. I mean, you saw him on Hard Knocks yeah. last year. Like he, he, yep. he was, everyone loves Bobo Wilson. Yeah, I, and he's kind of I, I hear his name more and more uh, at, at this offseason. I think he might be. I think he might actually make the the roster. He's got a little bit of rapport with Jameis Winston because he, they both went to FSU. I mean, he was. Um, I think you might see him make it. Uh, Justin Watson actually is is another interesting option because he he. Um, he caught a touchdown pass from Jameis in the in the preseason, and they've actually kind of built a rapport. And, and it's and it's it's an interesting thing now with Jameis taking some of the second team reps. He's kind of building this relationship with some of these backup wide receivers. So, um, mm-hmm. I I I'll go with uh, Justin Watson. Maybe I think Sergio Bailey probably gets cut. Bo Bobo Wilson, sorry, bro, you're making the practice squad. Okay, I think that's what happened to him last year too, and he he eventually made the roster after injuries yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. I think later in the season. Okay, so I have here a seven and a half, which sounds just wildly wrong. But really, I don't. I like. There's no way that number is correct. Ah, uh, that's 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 promising. That's cool. Seven and a half. No, there's. I'm not even going to ask you to go over under seven and a half because obviously you'd go. All right, no, the, the real number is six and a half. Six and a half. I'll, I'll, I'll still go, bogus I'll go, I'll go over, I'll go over six and a half. I'll, I'll be optimistic. Why not? This like, is let's... probably pre. Yeah. Um, I'm going four and 12 at the, me ranking the bucks. 32nd doesn't mean I think they're going to be the worst team in the league. It just to me means they have the lowest upside. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. That's, that's, uh, that's understandable. Like yeah. womp womp. That's okay. All right, Kyle. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, just my podcast. I know you, you said you had a huge Tampa Bay fan listen to us, so please check out Word of the Bay podcast. Uh, John, John, I asked your questions. You must check out Word mm-hmm. of the Bay podcast. Must check out my you podcast. Must. We talk about yeah. we talk about all Tampa sports, so it's Bucks, Rays, Lightning. Uh, oh yeah, John, John loves those teams. He's going to be like your your biggest fan. There we go. Come on, John, John. Follow me on Twitter into. at Kyle WOTB. Uh, we're at WOTB podcast on Twitter. We're on Blog Talk Radio slash uh, Word of the Bay. I think I think that's what our mm-hmm. so just just search Word of the Bay uh, and uh, you'll find us. Kyle WOTB. All right, Kyle, for the fourth year in a row. Thank you so much. I don't dislike the Buccaneers, so I you know I'm rooting for. I'm not rooting for Jameis, but I'm rooting for the rest of the team. So best of luck to you guys this year. Maybe you could surprise people. Uh, and maybe you'll go in 16. Who knows? Me and you but both. I, 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 the truth is, now I am rooting for that. That cutter prediction would be really uh, like a, a feather in my cap. So oh, I yeah. really hope. If you hit that. I really hope. It, like if they're 0-3, oh, man, I'm going to be rooting for the Bears so hard that next game. <laughs> 
Okay. You can, I mean, I, I give you next time I come on the show, we'll we'll, we'll have a discussion about that. Maybe, maybe we'll you can replay the audio or something. Yeah, you could talk about uh, next year's new coach, Mike Smith, and how excited you are about him. All right, Kyle, thank you so much for your time. Have a good day. See you tomorrow, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus